Speaking of winning, Michigan State, second half. They look strong. Pulled away from CMU, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the M- uh, MSU insider. I was going to say the M&M insider. Yeah, he gives us the latest on M&Ms, uh, how they were in week one uh, with the blue M&Ms. How you doing, my man? Hey, I'm doing great. Happy Labor Day. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, uh, so uh, from your expectations going into the CMU game, where were you at at halftime and where were you at afterwards? You know, we were all learning as we went along. I mean, we knew that Noah Kim had talent, but when he overthrew those three or four passes there in the first half, it was it was looking a little dicey. Like, uh, you know, because you're, you're grading it based on your frame of reference. I am. We all are. The frame of reference was limited. So it did not start out well for him like we talked about on Friday before the game on your show. You know, the variables would be what does Noah Kim look like and what can the defense do to stop some of the um, unorthodox things Central Michigan does in terms of their ball control offense. Well, the first part of that, Noah Kim was not playing well, and that was the first step toward this game becoming close for four quarters. Well, it turns out Noah Kim found his range and did some impressive things. Some of the throws he made and some of the movement in the pocket and the zip and the, the quick delivery, frankly, were, were passes that Peyton Thorne wouldn't have made that particular way. That's is that's the obvious comparison. He's replacing Peyton Thorne, so it's obvious to compare him to the predecessor. Now, Peyton Thorne would have come out better in the first quarter. Noah Kim has a lot of talent. What went wrong there? Jitters? No. Nervous? No. He was just jacked up. He was excited, and the ball sailed at him a few times. As he got settled in, that was good for Michigan State. Defense played well. They played smart. They played team defense. They settled into a cover four, and they played they, they leveraged the ball back to the help and played team defense squared things up and played smart and they defeated blocks against the mid-american conference team but they defeated blocks and did it with team concepts and uh the, there there are, there is some improvement there i think for sure now they have to stay healthy and the opponents are going to get tougher obviously but that was uh, those were my takeaways you Noah know, Kim looked good and the defense looked um Smart, which was uh, which was refreshing. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, the MSU Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. So I assume Richmond, uh, an inferior opponent to CMU, uh, it should be another game for Kim to try and get comfortable. Uh, I did like uh, the passing game in the second half, but again, how good is CMU? But they started to click. Uh, they were taking some shots down the field, and I really thought the defense playing physical in the second half was the real difference. I agree. You know, Jacoby Winman at middle linebacker, we only saw him play middle linebacker for two games last year. At 245 pounds, he runs sideline to sideline well. Between the tackles, he arrives with force. There was a real nice play that he made in the first quarter where he took on a tight end and isolation block and blew up the block and, and assisted on the tackle. Meanwhile, Simeon Barrow was inside, blew up the offensive guard. Those two assisted. And you're like, that's what it's supposed to look like. That's what a defensive tackle looks like. That's what a middle linebacker looks like. Charles Brantley at corner, Dylan Tatum at corner. Those guys were setting the edge, defeating blocks, taking on blocks, you know, leveraging it with their help. Compression tackles, vice tackles. That's a two-man tackle on one guy in space, semi-space. Making it happen. Better than it did last year with, with some of the players that have moved on. So they played, uh, you know, McElwain said, hey, Michigan State's going to make it hard for some teams in this conference to score on them. They're doing things right. They're doing it with size. And uh, 
there's an old term that uh, Mark D'Antonio used to use. It's called playing square. All 11 guys, you know, playing collectively. And we saw that on defense, and we saw it with big bodies that move pretty well. Now they are young at safety, Michigan State is. There was an error on a 12-yard touchdown that they will learn from. So back there at safety, those two sophomores, their second-year players, true sophomores, they played the entire game. They did not come out. And I did not get a chance to ask Mel Tucker about that today, but I suspect they played the whole game because they are still learning, and every repetition is important to those safeties. So they need to continue to come along. But those two guys, Mangum and Spencer, they've got a lot of talent at safety. They seem to be yeah, they seem to be using the game offensively to try and figure out who their go-to wide receivers will be. I know you mentioned Trey Mosley. You thought would be uh, the first name to emerge a, a go-to offensive guy when we talked on. Uh, Friday, Henry had that unbelievable you know, one-handed uh, catch. So uh, Richmond is another preseason-like game. I think we're really going to get a true gauge on the talent level on that Spartan football team when they play Washington. Yeah, uh, Richmond. I'm not. I've not looked to see what they've got. They were they were favored and they lost Morgan State. So. It, I don't know what kind of resistance they're going to have. But you're right about the receivers. You know, Michigan State's never had trouble trotting out some really good talent at wide receiver. The difference this year was it was a lot of unproven players with Jaden Reed having left and Keanu Coleman having left. But these guys flashed some talent. You look at, you know, Jerron Glover, you know, true uh, a redshirt freshman going out there. Christian Fitzpatrick made a play. Terrell Henry, a second-year player, made a big play. Talent, you know. Montori Foster was a guy that didn't flash in that game, but during preseason camp he was outshining all those guys. Antonio Gates might have more talent than all of them. Uh, he might be the most talented guy in the room, but he's a second-year guy as well, and he's still learning. But there's a nice array of talent to choose from there, the wide receiver position. Noah Kim's new at quarterback, so that we'll, we'll see what happens this weekend as, they, uh, as I, I expect the passing game to really sharpen up and a lot of those wide receivers to continue to put, you know, put, a, put together some highlight real plays. You're right about Washington. I mean, they, they scored 52 points on a pretty good Boise State team. This weekend, Michael Penix, five touchdowns. Um, you know, Washington's top ten in the country. They're going to they're going to score forty plus points on everybody this year. Everybody, Washington's going to score forty on everybody. So, uh, can Michigan State score forty one against them? That's going to be difficult. I think uh, I continue to think that we'll learn. You know, will if Michigan State gets blown out in that game, it depends on how ugly the blowout is. Um, but I think the next week against Maryland is really going to determine the direction of the season. But the Washington game, I think Washington is powerful on offense. And uh, maybe things will change in a couple of weeks. But it'll be hard for Michigan State secondary to keep them out of the end zone. Jim Combroni, SmartMeg.com, the MSU Insider, checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Uh, watching Keon Coleman last night mm-hmm. look like the best receiver in America I know Mel Tucker mentioned him. I saw your comments at SpartanMeg.com that, you know, he recruited him. He's happy for him. I, I just something doesn't click then. If everybody's connected, happy for him, why is Keon Coleman playing for Florida State and not MSU? Yeah, I'm still investigating that a little bit. I think a lot comes down to name, image, and likeness. And there, was, there were times last year when uh, – when, um, Maybe Keon was not getting taken care of as much as maybe he wanted to and expected. His mother wanted him to stay at Michigan State. I've heard that from good sources. You know, Tom Izzo had to sit down with him, and I, you know, there's there's various reasons. I'm not sure what it all what it all means, but you know, Mel Tucker made some statements last week about getting NIL completely plugged in. It is plugged in at a lot of levels with the, with with some players, 
and some boosters, but it needs to all get pulled in the same direction to make sure that things like that don't happen, or if they do, Michigan State's at least competitive. At the, at the end of the day, I think Michigan State was competitive with NIL with him, but um, their offers came a little bit too late. So um, that's an enterprise question that goes uh, you know, beyond Mel Tucker into other, uh, other aspects of the program that needs to get squared away. You all right, Comp? Yeah, I'm still there. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I didn't know if we were losing or something. And yeah. I, I heard, I don't know if it was your phone or if you had the burp or something. I just wanted to make sure you're okay. Yeah, and Tucker said today, he said he was happy for Keon. He said he did a really nice job. I'm always pulling for him. I'm very close with him. I recruited him myself. I'm close with him and his family, and I was happy for him, unquote. So Tucker's saying all the right things, and that's become kind of a popular quote out of the Twitterverse. People are retweeting that one, and uh, it's, it's uh, not often that you hear a, a coach speak that way about a player that moved on. Um, but it, you know what? It was a business decision, and I think Tucker respected it. In the meantime, uh, Tucker needs some people around him in the program to get to get squared away and get the, the get the structure down. They've got some things that can work nil wise. They just have to decide whether they're going to plug it in as an athletic department. Well done, uh, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. Follow everything Michigan State football. George Baja, voice of Michigan State, will join us in our next segment. He called the game on Friday night, Jimmy. Appreciate everything. Enjoy the rest of your holiday Monday. Sounds great, Bill. Thanks a lot. All right. Follow everything Michigan State football at SpartanMeg.com.